Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. I am one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal. Hey, guys, and I'm Rob Federick, and I uh, just got released from prison, and I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Rob Schulte here. It is one year since we had our first Madrigal at the Movies recording. It's also just days before July 4th. It's a big, big day and a big, big movie. Uh, So we had to bring in the producer, editor, extraordinaire of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. Ladies and gentlemen, back by popular demand, Chris Tyler. Hey, Chris. Christopher Tyler. Happy 4th of July weekend. Yes. Yes. Crack them if you got them. Absolutely. Oh, I cracked mine a little too soon. Shit. (laughs) I'm out on a raft right now, guys. I'm recording sunburnt. Uh, dehydrated. It's great. There we go. (laughs) Nice. Love it. What movie are we talking about today, gentlemen? Today was my choice. Mm -hmm. Just happened to fall on this. Can you tell, by the way, looking looking at Rob's screen there, can you tell it was his choice? (laughs) He's ready for it. He's ready. I think his his, uh, Twitch stream also showcases (laughs) hints of... We are watching 1985's Rambo First Blood Part 2, which is one of my favorite movies for possibly all the wrong reasons. I love how Peter just like buried his face in his hands right now. Here, here, Peter's got got his sequel and I've got mine. I I just got to say, guys, this is the first time we've done a uh, first part of a movie and a second part of a movie in our podcast. Like We've done sequels before, but we've never done... No, that's not true. Uh, Fellowship, Two Towers? Oh, yeah. Well, I count those as one movie. Okay. It was a theme month. Yeah. It was a theme month. And, 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 you know, The Lord of the Rings are kind of like one movie that was shot in three parts. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. So, so, so we have what? Uh, we have Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. And yeah. then I, I don't know that. What's the third one that we have? Uh, <laughs> something about an ancient alien. Ah, no. Superman 2. Superman 2. Oh, there yeah. Superman 2. Haven't you ever heard of freedom of the press? We Chris like our is already rolling here. his eyes because he has to hear that joke <laughs> every week. Yeah, <laughs> he's wait, Christopher. You constantly hear my praises of Superman too. Are you? Are you like? Are you I, looking at it like I got? I, I, I got. I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut I, it today. I, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I started when uh, we first introduced this joke to the fold. I was uh, <laughs> changing up which sort of uh, quotes from Superman two we were using. And then about a month ago, I thought, oh, fuck it. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I or just do the same four <laughs> yeah, on repeat. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like on clockwork, I'll yeah, rotate yeah. them out. Yeah, that's it. Let's post I a video of just Peter saying Superman 2 and loop it yeah. for like three hours. <laughs> be like three hours of Peter Madrigal saying Superman, Superman 2. 2. <laughs> In fact, you're recording this. Send this, you know, well, we'll I'll use this. Superman 2. Superman 2. <laughs> Superman 2. Um, so we're reviewing the most awkwardly titled movie, in my opinion, <laughs> Rambo First Blood 2. Um, <laughs> you know, I you never, know you're funny. never supposed to trust any sort of movie that has a colon in the title. That's just right. a rule you, of thumb. You guys uh, did you like careful. Santa Claus the movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It'll it'll swing one side to the other. Uh, you you this, just don't know going into it. This is the official first 
Rambo movie though, because the first one was called First yeah. Blood. It wasn't called Rambo. They later went back and made it part of the anthology or whatever. But like this is the first time we've seen the actual titles have the words Rambo in it. Yeah. Now, Chris, can I ask you a question real quick? Because we have a couple of segments we do right up top, as you know. Oh yeah. Um, from your perspective as our producer editor, should we do the rating scale first? Or the back of the box first. I think I always I, switch. I always like the ratings first. I think that's what we normally did. That's what we did for a while. We're gonna do a bit of a groove. Went a bit off the rails for a little bit there, but I think rating first, then back of the box. All right. Wow. Okay. Yep. What do you rate? From this? the tops. So get it. So Rob. I I gotta say, I mean, as much as I enjoy the thrilling eighties action of Rambo First Blood Part Two, uh I would say that this is not a punch yourself in the face movie. This is more like, you know, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't even know what to rate this movie, but I, 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 I don't think you should miss it. You know what I mean? I think that you should watch it if you're a Rambo fan, because Rambo is such an iconic character and he's so much fun to watch that despite what this movie or I should, should sorry, I should say, despite this movie's multiple flaws, <laughs> it's still a good time with John Rambo. So, it's, it's yeah, a give yourself say, a mild electric shock movie. Yeah, there you go. go. Yes. There you go. Yes. In the rain, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, like, yeah. uh, but it's a wire mattress. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I can live with that, guys. But with like a nine volt battery, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> to too, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, nothing too big. Nothing too big. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can get behind that. And uh, you know what is behind the front of the box of this movie is the back of the box. And uh, why don't I read that to everyone right now? Sounds good to me. Except this week, I have pulled the laser disc off of my shelf of Rambo: Wait. First Blood Part Two. Rob, can I can I have a request? Of- Yes. Can you please read the back of the box in John Rambo voice? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So you Absolutely have Valerian. You have Valerian on VHS. Yeah, I do. But, and I but, have Rambo First Blood so- Part 2 on Laserdisc. Right here. <laughs> Look at the camera. Everyone in the live stream sees it, Peter. <laughs> so you don't have to question it, okay? Question. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm just going to read it in John Rambo voice. Please do Sorry. it. Sorry. That went on too long. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Rambo First Blood Part 2 It's the explosive sequel to the box office smash hit First Blood John Rambo is recruited for a highly secret and dangerous mission in the jungles of Vietnam to locate missing American POWs Unbeknownst to Rambo his mission has been compromised before it begins Deserted by his own team Rambo is left as a lone survivor in a hostile jungle with only his knife, bow, and arrows. Rambo, with the help of a Vietnamese girl, struggles against deadly odds. Triumphant, yet betrayed, he vows to bring his own brand of revenge to all those who have become his enemies. Running time, 96 minutes. There you go. Now, <laughs> beautifully done. Oh, I don't man. have the Stallone twang on my twang. voice, but I wanted everyone to understand it. So well, I just did the the ephemera. Uh, yeah, it's like ephemera. how I would portray John Rambo. I, go. I, I gotta say though, too, man, like we gotta play like some epic music when that rolls <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's true. Um, I wonder who we should ask to do that. 
Mm-hmm. Hey. hey. I, wonder who, I wonder if he's here, if he's listening. Um, <laughs> so, Chris, going to you, man, what would you say? So, is this the first time you watched this movie? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. I don't and even you know saw if first I blood. I saw First Blood, but I might have seen it in high school. I think it's been a long, gotcha. long time since I've seen it. Didn't inspire me to watch any other ones, which is why it took me so long to get a hold of two. But sure. It, it was something. That's yeah, it sure. definitely is. It's, it it's, definitely is. I'll, I'll say this off the bat. It's it's not my type of movie. I'm not a big fan of, of action movies per se, so it takes a little bit for me to get into them. Um, I, I'm kind of glad I saw it, but there was nothing there that, re- that really hooked me. I need I need a hook in, in these movies, and this just didn't have it for me. And besides, I can understand. And I'm, I'm, I'm not. I think many people will watch these movies for Rambo, right? They think he's badass. Sure. They love watching him. He is his own IP kind of thing. I just, I don't get kicks out of, out of that character. I just don't really care. So it took, it yeah. took me a lot to, uh, to watch this. Well, that's totally fair. I think, and I might have said this on the First Blood episode as well. Um, to me, I think I was just so surprised at what a roller coaster ride it was because yeah. the only mm-hmm. time I had seen these movies was like edited to death on like, right, on, like television. TBS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I had to sit down and watch them for the first time for a podcast I was producing, Chris, uh, I was like, oh my God, you can actually like just sit back and munch on popcorn. But also, I think I was taken aback a little bit more along for this style of movie growing up you know like i i tend to lean towards this sort of thing i don't know but what about what about you rob i uh so my first exposure to rambo was actually gremlins 2 when gizmo (laughs) sees him on tv and then like ties up the bandana and makes like a paperclip bow and arrow with like a pencil (laughs) <laughs> uh, flaming arrow and shit because he sees it and like it's like so I was like curious about that and then like it was many 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 years later that I actually saw Rambo uh, apart from the did I mention this on the podcast the last time I, I think the first time I ever saw Rambo yeah no, no 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 I think it was like Rambo 3 and I went to my friend Blake's house. Did I ever tell you guys that story? Probably, but it's been so long. Let's hear it again. Well, we'll I'll, tell, it, I'll, t- I'll tell it in a second. But yeah, no. So I, I, I don't remember exactly when I saw Rambo First Blood 2, uh, Part 2. But uh, I just remember being like, oh, this is the jungle Rambo. This is the Rambo that's like completely indestructible <laughs> and like is, you know, secretly the Terminator. But no, there's a scene in Rambo 3 where some sidekick of his is like, what are we gonna do, Rambo? And Rambo's like surrounded by all these people and Rambo like very just like stoically says, fuck him. Right? And I remember walking into that and and that stuck with me. And then I got invited to Blake's house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we review Rambo 3, we're gonna be saying, you're gonna be telling us a story. Probably, (laughs) yeah. But Blake, yeah, Blake, you can do anything at Blake's house. Blake is the friend, like everybody that would go to Blake's house, like Blake's parents, let us do anything. It was like me as a six year old going like, yeah, I'm going to Blake's house. We can do anything we want. And effectively his mom's like, you guys can do whatever you want. So, the first thing that pops into my head is, let's play Rambo. And, <laughs> and I'm like, Blake, Blake, ask me ask me what we're going to do. And Blake's like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, fuck him. And right there, <laughs> Blake's mom Record walks scratch. in, sees it, and, uh, and she's like, what? 
And <laughs> long story short, I was never allowed back at Blake's house. Oh, put the blood coat on, man. You put the blood coat on. Uh, I guess you Peter. can do whatever you want, but not say fuck. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's. I have a little bit of a confession. This is the first time I've ever seen Rambo First Blood Part 2. Oh, wow. wow. I've seen First Blood. I own that movie. I've seen the third one, Rambo yeah. 3. I love that movie because it's like so many explosions. That's Most explosions. James Cameron wrote. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, no, he wrote this one, too. Did he? he wrote, yeah. First Blood. Oh, part two, wrote we'll it. get into yeah. it in part two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the first time I've ever actually sat down and watched Rambo First Blood Part 2. And I mean, like I was, I was expecting a little bit of disappointment. I didn't have any disappointment. There was some tense scenes in there where he's like having to sneak everybody out, like, you know, sneak uh, one POW out of the camp and like having to like do it with a lot of stealth. Kill I was, snake with I was, yeah, hands. I was really impressed with like the <laughs> cinematography behind it and like, you know, all that stuff. It was, it was a good sequence, but uh, yeah. Um, didn't really take anything afterwards. Yeah, I didn't uh, really. I wasn't. I'm not like. Oh, I'm gonna go watch this movie again. It's not like the first one. I love the first one. I I can it's understand that. I think on on my side of it, this is a movie that you either make it a moment to watch it. You know, like yep. hey, we're gonna have the friends over. We're gonna be shooting the shit, cracking beers, making fun of it, or just like you know having a good time, or you're cleaning your house. Yep. You know, right. it's it's not a movie that you're just like, huh, I really want to watch this for the the artisan technique of the film craft of <laughs> Rambo First Blood Part Two. And you probably well, shouldn't watch it as the third movie in a four movie slate when you sit down on a what day was yesterday, Monday. Oh, Chris, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, isn't it five? Day. Isn't it five movies? Because there's Rambo. No, isn't me. I watched four movies yesterday, and this was the third one that I watched. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Rambo, that's right. just movies in general. So it was a big right. movie watching day for me yesterday. Yeah. And, wow. uh, what was it sandwiched between, Chris? Uh, the one before that was Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah. and The Hustler. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, so sorry that this was the meat hey, of that right. sandwich. Um, <laughs> hey. It could have been the lettuce. As far <laughs> as 80s action movies go, this kind of is the spectacle of 80s. Maybe the Terminator, uh, but the Terminator well, yeah, just got more this depth is what to you it. Call, I'd say the first action movie sequel, like the real one, like Blockbuster. Blockbuster, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, this like, is the first one that it's like, oh, we can stray from the path and then turn this into what we want. Uh, oh, they they strayed from the yeah. path, man. How oh, many, yeah. But how many hey, Slice should... Alone movies have we recorded on this podcast? Have we reviewed? Let's Just... uh, take a break and come back with that number. Let's match all the movies with Rob Rob and Chris. Hey, we counted. Including this episode, we have done three st- sliced alone movies, and it's up to the audience to go back through the back catalog and figure out what those are. Well, uh, we've referenced him in four episodes, though. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even six. Now, we we're talking about this being an action movie sequel, and like, we also mentioned the James Cameron thing. Yeah. This was a James Cameron script called Rambo First Blood 2 The Mission. And it was like extremely 
Like every POW had a backstory that you learned about throughout this the That's thing. Cameron Rambo had you. a sidekick that was like this dude that was going to be John Travolta and had like snappy <laughs> comebacks and stuff. Right, right. And it right. was like really, it was a James Cameron movie. You yeah. know, it was it, it was, was yeah, intense. James Cameron. Would that for have you. been a double yeah. colon title? Yeah, I think it was yeah. double colon yeah. title. Wow, wait. I don't even know how to do that. And man. it would have had a budget of half a million, half a billion dollars back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, I guess what ended up happening was still this was before Terminator came out, so he was just, uh, you know, nobody really knew he him. He was as still well, Roger so Corwin. Stallone got to yeah, a Roger Corwin st- uh, student back then. Yeah. I, I believe. And uh, yeah, Stallone got to pop his head in and be like, well. You know, I want Stallone to be the neutral party, and we can really explore the extremes of the political system through war and explosions right. and Troutman and Murdoch. Right. And, and 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 obviously a, a nice, horrible case of PTSD because Rambo snaps once again in this movie, you yeah. know? So, uh, the yeah. whole thing is, like, we're on Rambo's side, and he hates computers. And so... <laughs> We have to be reminded that the mind is the best weapon the entire time. Mm-hmm. So much so that at the end, when you think he's saved the day, he takes a fucking machine gun to a computer. Yeah. I, he's yeah. like, I am strong. I am a man and I can win over technology. It's very uncomfortable, well, especially since this entire movie, he was just supposed to take pictures. But the, exactly. I was going to say, that's like a theme that's established early on. Like even <laughs> even Chapman says to him, like, you know, trust in, in the technology or something. And you just see Rambo is like not having it. And, no. you know, no, the no. whole take the pictures. And so, and when he jumps out of the airplane, let's not forget that he loses all of his guns that we saw him like prep in like the most epic gearing up montage. Right. I so, feel like yeah, that's the movie uh, that started it. Yeah. Did you guys have a thought on how long until he sh- doesn't take pictures? You know, because uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to give it six minutes for right. Here. Right. The minute that they asked him, it's like, well, they tell him, like, you're just there to take pictures. It's like, I'm supposed to leave him there. And so I yeah. was like, of course, I know I'm watching a Rambo movie, but I was like, I, I wondered the exact same thing, Rob. You hit it they on were the head. Just, they were just trying to get Rambo into the situation, and they were trying to find a way to get him into the situation. Reconnaissance. Yeah. and They and, could have easily had what's-her-name take pictures. Right, right. Yep. And they wanted to sweep, like, <laughs> all of his carnage from the first movie under the rug. Like, well, you know, that wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's it the only way to get him, him out of that rock jail that right. he's in. No, right? Is that even a thing? <laughs> like, yeah, chain gangs like we're, that? I don't know. We're going back to uh, the 1800s now against over the law, here. Cruel and unusual punishment. Yes, um, yes. Now, uh, I do think that Kobau, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nickerson. Julia. What's her last name? Julia Nickerson. Mm. Um Although the accent's a little strong, I think that having a like her as a sidekick is so much better than like a John Travolta yeah. cool guy sidekick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she actually in, has like, like a love interest too, yeah. Yeah, or at least like she can do things Rambo can't and Rambo can do things she can't. Right. And that like really shows up as super cool. I like like all the necklace stuff that gets carried over into the next movie. Right. And one thing I also read was when Kobau dies, 
Which uh, I felt bad for her, man. I actually I was genuinely was sad when she dies. Like I was like, no. I saw, I read somewhere online that like uh, in the original cut of this movie, there's like a triple zoom in of no, no, no. <laughs> oh dear and all God. test audiences laughed. And right. so they're like, oh, we better, uh, well, yeah, better bring that back. That. Yeah. And that was like a Stallone, like, no, we need to make this dense yeah, three yeah, times, yeah. you know. <laughs> that was a better that was a better uh Stallone voice than the 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 box read, by the I way. I just channeled my Dan Pavenmeyer Stallone voice. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so uh any favorite moments besides uh gasoline falls in this movie? <laughs> yes. Just I, you know, I like uh, for me personally, though, when uh, he stabs the guy through the roof of the boat and then just does like an epic Superman leap off of the Superman boat, like, like, bro, he jumps like, water. yeah, exactly. Like, he just leaps like, yeah, he flies out of the boat and lands to safety. Like, that is the epitome of like an 80s action movie explosion to me. Like, that moment was actually like, I, I just remember laughing out loud, going, like, Oh, yeah, that's 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 why I watched this movie. Might yeah. be the best scene in the movie yeah. uh, where, where he grabs the uh bazooka. That was, hilarious. yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we were like, I, I was watching yesterday with my brothers, and it was like, uh, Oh, he's definitely he's gonna grab the bazooka. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> the rocket launcher's right there. Yep, there he did it. He did it. He, he did, did it. it. <laughs> he did it because we've yeah, never it. we've seen. The other ones we've never seen. This one, right. you know, the best moment's obvious, right? It's it's the Murdoch I'm coming to get you, but Murdoch, I'm coming to get you. Hell yeah! Like, yes. Okay, now now we're getting he's into snapped. the shit that we want to see. Now yes. we can we we know that uh, he's about to do something that's gonna be pretty cool, and he's gonna get the job done. And we trust him, yeah. and he does, and it's a good payoff. Yeah. And it's such a good payoff, yeah, Chris, because like there are bad guys all around him. You hate everyone but Rambo, Troutman, and Kobau. Right. And you're just like, how is he going to get out of this situation? But as soon as he says it, you know he's going to. Yeah, yeah, but you believe it. You yep. just believe it. You're <laughs> well, like, just I mean, for the ride. The thing is also that 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 motif right there, though. Like we had one whole movie that establishes that Rambo is going to finish the job. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's <laughs> true, no doubt. So by the time we're watching this, like you said, Chris, it's like, yeah, that's right. I do believe him. Like he is going to finish the job because he just did it against a whole bunch of <laughs> other people. So we've we've had the engine on for. 35 minutes can we hit the gas pedal now <laughs> yeah. oh man and it's so much violence to get to that point so. what i loved about this movie though is the uh, practical effects i mean i think that that is yeah. um kind of uh forgotten a forgotten for, forgotten art in yeah. this uh in this industry i mean because if you watch uh, a movie like <clears throat> the expendables the original uh, by the way, great callback. We're, I'm expendable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, even Kobao says, Rambo, huh? you're not expendable. Uh, yeah, but he was. Wow. He, he made a whole movie called Expendables. Yeah. And he but, made um, three of them. Yeah. Yeah. But in, even in those movies, a bunch of the effects are, are computer generated. Like when, when they shoot Stone Cold Steve Austin's character, you can see like it's 3D blood. Well, I that mean, happens yeah. in Rambo, the 2008 movie oh yeah like oh, rambo God. that one was a which power was long so too, right? like, violent 
so much more gory, but like a lot of the gory is CG. You know, I was yeah, like, I yeah. was like, oh shit. I kind of want to see. It's almost like a zombie movie. It's so CG. Yeah. 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 Did you guys see anybody see Last Blood? The last one? I never saw. I I saw Last Blood. Did he have the necklace still? Uh, I think it was. I don't remember. But I I remember seeing it. I don't remember how. Because he's got like this underground bat cave with like. (laughs) Where you can like see like oh I remember that from that movie yeah I gotta I gotta see that one but I but that one it feels is, more like a is. country cowboy movie I thought from the trailer it is extremely it takes a side and America is going to win and it's very uncomfortable yeah but what, isn't um, isn't that the way it is in all these movies yeah but this one just feels a little different. Um, but I'll let you guys be the judge of that because uh, we may cover Last Blood. Who knows? You never know. I mean, you know, if we decide to ever come back to Rambo again, <laughs> which pro- it's a high possibility that we do that. But um, if it's I, an anniversary I, thing, you never know. Yeah, exactly. But that's the one thing I really, really loved about this film was that the it's all practical effects. You know, when he's taking the bow and arrow and he's he he's using the uh, the. What exploding arrows? Yeah, yeah. I guess you could call it, you know. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what they are. Yeah, the, the exploding <laughs> arrows. Exploding the, arrows. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts destroying all the cars, and then like, uh, like you know, boxing everybody in. And that was pretty badass. The way he just dismantled the entire army. Yeah. I mean, and it it's not like a movie like Commando with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he's just standing feel like- there like, go 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 go, yeah, it's pretty cool, you know. <laughs> I think that was their attempt of Rambo with. With, yeah, with, uh, Arnold, with Arnold, yes. yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a cheap knockoff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we should watch Commando. On we're, this we're definitely going to have to watch Commando. Gotta, yeah. Definitely going to have to do that. But yeah, uh, you know what's funny is that we have not reviewed any Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and we're going to have to get to that. Well, we, you know, we, I feel like Terminator might be in the mix. Terminator, yeah, we've cool. mentioned T two with Spaz. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. But we have um, not reviewed it. I do have a question because I know a lot of us have different scripting experiences, but Chris, I want to start with you if it's cool. Like, was there anything from like a writer's perspective that jumped out at you that you would have done different with this movie? Or <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, because it's an action movie, right? Like, this is what people who yeah. are going to watch action movies are going to want. It's just what yeah. it is. So there's nothing that really sticks out at me and that I would say I would change because I'm just not a guy that would write an action movie i'm not a guy that knows enough about the codes and conventions of action movies to really know what to do but well here's a question for you did you get a sense of rambo's character from this in in relation to the script did you understand what he's all about you know i I think so but i also don't know how much it is because of the first one and because of everything that we've ever seen about rambo throughout the last 30 years of my life like i think that's a and i think each movie's yeah, I think each movie is pretty heavy-handed with it anyway. So if you didn't know, you're gonna figure it out within like ten. Yeah, minutes. he's a badass, and they they actually repeated all of the awards that he got uh, serving. But yeah, and what his heritage is for yeah, some exactly. reason German Indian heritage descent, whatever. Hell of a combination. But, <laughs> hell of a com. But for instance, a m- modern day action movies. Would you consider? Fast and Furious, and I'm not talking about the first one because that one was uh, was basically Point Break. I'm talking about like the newer ones. They're coming out with a brand, another uh, a, a number nine in the whole thing. Would you yeah, consider fine. that an action movie today? And do you understand like you know scripting from let's say like a Fast and Furious? I haven't seen any Fast and Furious movies since the first one. 
Um, yeah, me too, Chris. That, so, High five. Hey, so I, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you, but it, it is, they're absolutely, it's an action franchise. Absolutely. Sure. But, you know what? It's funny because yeah, like the, the first one is essentially a point break remake, yeah. uh, but, and I saw the second one in theaters and it's a completely different movie, but I didn't see anything else from there. I've only seen trailers and what they have become <laughs> from what it started out as yeah, yeah, is a yeah. leap and a half, man. Like I don't know how they got to that point, but like they are 80s action movies that have been like, you know, like modernized, I feel like, because they're super exaggerated and like crazy. Yeah, you know I, mean? I no, think and- it was the last Fast and the Furious movie before this one, or maybe it was Hobbs and Shaw. But like I was in the theaters and the trailer started and I was like, oh, my God, another Transformers movie. Right. That's right. Fast and the Furious. And I was just like, oh, wow, they're doing some some things with these cars. But, but again, that's yeah. that's what the fans of the franchise yeah. want. Because if it wasn't, then they wouldn't have made so many. And each one would have made so much money. So you can't yeah. say that they're not very well written or anything like that because they're making a lot of money. This is exactly what they're trying to do. I and I will, and I'm not saying that these things aren't well written. I was just saying if, from a perspective of something aesthetically you would want to do different. But I get where you're coming yeah. from for sure. Well, I, I should have brought up a different uh, franchise that you guys probably have seen. But my whole thing was like with this movie, I don't. The only line that I remember is the Expendables line because that kind of ties into the future of Sylvester Stallone in general. Mm. I was just, you know, thinking from a perspective of a writer, like there's really nothing that stands out in this. And in comparison to to today's films, like a Fast and the Furious, you get more out of that than you do with this movie. In this movie, it's just it's cut by numbers. It's like he goes in, he gets caught. He, he kills everybody and then he goes and uh, <laughs> and then he lives then, his life day by end. day. Yes. He's like, that's exactly that's, day uh, by what day. I'm going to do. What like with uh, with something like Fast and the Furious, you know, you kind of get to know all the players in yeah. it, and you know their backstories, and you know what's going on. Well, they've also done it over nine movies. Yeah. That's true, right. but I mean, even if we watch the last one that just came out with Sylvester Stallone, the uh, uh, Last Stand or whatever it's called, what, what Last the, Blood, Last Blood, yeah, <clears throat> it would probably be the same thing. We wouldn't really know what's you know, yeah, yeah it, it's just paint by numbers. We, he does this, that, and then that's the end. You know, yeah, and that's the thing yeah. I can appreciate about even today's action movies. Because Chris, you were talking about how you don't really watch action movies or you don't, you know, pay attention to them because and you you wouldn't write something like this. But my point is, is that the evolution of the writing process, even for action movies, we want a little bit more mm. lettuce and tomatoes yeah. on that hamburger. You Dude, know, I, it's not just like the bread bun and the meat. Yeah, and no, I get it. I mean, and also, I mean, we were talking about the eighties again. It's like you look at 80s movies and there's some really good ones but like a lot of them like we're still figuring it out like this was like the heyday of those like there's a reason why people parody this genre you know what i mean like and and i think it's because they were figuring out certain things and the explosions and the style like all that stuff has a has a a, a film language that that works for me though for example like the last spectacular action movie that i ever saw uh, that like I was like all right now I've got it like this was action this was thrills this was story everything was Mission Impossible Fallout like to me that's an example of what a good modern day action movie should be like you know what I mean um, I do Rob I uh, I think Fallout is what made me want to go back and watch the Mission Impossibles I hadn't seen before right by the right. way another title with a colon in it 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're yep. bringing it back, Chris. That's what I do. Wow. <laughs> I might have to question my own rule. Uh, yeah, you might have but, to do that. But I think I was like most people after Mission Impossible 2. I was like, I don't think I can trust this franchise anymore. And then I saw Fallout. And then I was like, well, I better go watch three. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is actually a pretty fun movie. Have you seen two? Uh, two? Is no, that's one what I was saying. I two was the one that made review. me drop off. Really? Because like, I, I got, we're, man, we're going to have to review Mission that's Impossible. That's the one that made we have a two Hunt, uh, superhero here. and not a FBI or CIA or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, it's vastly yeah. different from Brian DeBama's first take on yeah, Mission Impossible. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's well, like Quentin, but yeah. his, his one more, uh, I think, modern day action franchise that you could say does a good job of character development and all that sort of stuff is the John Wick films. They're actually some yes. films that I like. Yes. Some action films. Well, John Wick is our film. modern day Rambo. You, you've yeah. actually hit it on the head. Yeah, it's, it's true. Whoa. Is he really? Though? Uh, yeah, he's like on a one-man army. Uh, he kills everyone. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let's take our last break and come back with our final thoughts, guys. We're back. It's Match Girl at the Movies with Robin, Robin, Chris, and we're all coming to terms with how we actually feel about Rambo. Um, <laughs> I really... Do, I'm just going to say my final thoughts here because I want to give you guys some time to like talk about other stuff as well. But like, I really do think this movie is fun and nothing more. You know, yeah. it's if you actually know a little bit about the politics of the time, it makes it more interesting to be like, okay, we are making a movie about going back and winning Vietnam, and so that uh, we could feel better about things. But that also gets a little heavy handed on the extreme opposite side of the Rambo franchise. Mm -hmm. I say watch it for fun. Have your buddies over, like I said before, or clean your house. (laughs) Um, Make it an event. Don't just turn it on because it'll lose its luster pretty darn quick. Uh, But this movie is a hell of a combination and I enjoy it. Thank you for letting me bring it to the table on this uh, special episode, guys. For sure, man. Um, do you want to go? Uh, sure. You know, uh, like I said before, the one thing I took out of this was um, was that the effects were just practical. And th- that's something I really, really mm-hmm. enjoy. And that's something that I feel has lost, has been lost in today, some today's cinema. I did bring up the Fast and the Furious franchise. And that movie, you know, it's all 3D mm-hmm. now. But the first one was literally like, it was amazing and it was all just practical effects yeah in that first one that first go around now it's all like you know 3d effect you know it, that's something that i really really can appreciate about rambo in general but especially this movie yeah for me i mean i'm with you rob i mean at the end of the day it's just a fun 80s action movie and at the end of the day for me it's it's just all about the character like you just love John Rambo like it's just so iconic it's Rambo it's the one man army you know what you're watching when you see it it's corny it's cheesy it's crazy you know what I mean but like that's that's part that's the fun of it you know and and it's kind of nods back to a time where you know I guess like 80s action or like action movies were about the action just pretty much it like we don't have to tell a backstory we just have to give you action sequences and that's what makes it fun and and it, it's it's just pretty interesting to see how uh different or how far i guess we've come i don't know if that's the right statement but 
how much film has evolved since then. So for me, that's yeah. that's kind of it for me. You know? Yeah, th- there's not a whole bunch to dissect in regards to this movie. We know the characters got, you know, it's a big IP franchise. There's just in regards to that film, I don't think there's all that much to dissect and look into and all that stuff. So you can say what you like, you can say what we don't like, but in terms of the action itself, the storyline, the characters, it just is what it is kind of thing. There's not much other than what you see. Yeah. What you see is what you get, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And and yep. and all things considered too, like you know, I, I gotta say, like Rambo's Stallone's got a handle on that Rambo character because, like, even though like it's you know questionable acting at times, he actually is pretty strong in holding his guns to his character. Like when they're pulling him out of prison and everything like that, like I feel like he feels ashamed to be there. Like I see like he's battling his demons. Like, like I actually believe Rambo. Like I believe yeah, in that. Like Rambo he becomes real. Rocky. Exactly. It's yeah, exactly. Like it's showing a different range there. So uh, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah. I think that's a great way to put it. Like you can find things in this that upon a multiple viewings, at least show some sort semblance of difference or depth. To the film, um, <laughs> yeah, we got We're gonna have to stream Warzone now that they have the '80s theme, and you can you could actually play oh, as John yeah. Rambo. So. Wait, wait, didn't they do that, that in Mortal Kombat or something? You I don't remember. Yeah, I think they did that. But you oh, can oh also be God. like Jason Voorhees in Mortal Kombat now. Yeah, so. yeah. it's losing its uh, uniqueness, if you're gonna ask me. But no one did. So, um, guys, this has been another great episode. But I wanted to allow Chris if there's anything extra you would like to say on this episode whether it be plugging anything or just talking about movies in general or a suggestion the floor is yours if you would like it yeah absolutely firstly thank you for letting me on the show again it was a lot of fun when we reviewed one of my favorite movies of all time upgrade we did that a few months ago now so hell yeah anyone listening to this episode hasn't listened to that episode go back and have a listen now because it's a great movie and just watch the movie if you haven't already um, but I do want to have another suggestion. I do have another suggestion for you. And I floated this to you, Rob, uh, a yeah. little while ago. But I think what we should do is another wildcard episode at some stage in the future. We talk about a lot of blockbusters on this show, right? Rightly so. A lot of people know them. A lot of people love them. That's why they're blockbusters. But I want to do a wildcard where we talk about our favorite low-budget films. Because low-budget films, I think, you know, don't get the love they deserve a lot of times. So mm-hmm. we, we, we come up with a mark, whether it's, you know, $5 million or whatever else, and we just kind of go back and forth and talk about some of these low-budget movies that really inspire us because all of us are either filmmakers or kind of want to be in that industry or adjacent mm-hmm. to that industry. And when you watch a low-budget film that really resonates you it, with you, it inspires you to go out and just make something, right? So I want to be able to yeah. celebrate those type of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that idea. We could even do a thing, and I think you were saying this, Chris, but like if we chose like, or if you even gave us like, we need to watch these three movies, and then for the wild card, we talk about those three movies. Yeah, however you and want that to do could, it. Yeah, well, it could be another like how we do movie trivia. We bring mm-hmm. it back, and this is another low-budget week or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Are you guys into that? No, not at all. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, no, I okay. think it's great. Uh, well, I think it's a, I think it's a great idea because you know while film is an expensive art, there has been 
many remarkable films that uh, were made for very low budget that we should bring to the table. Absolutely. I think it's I want great to idea. celebrate that creativity because some of these Hell people yeah. who are making films on, you know, sub $1 million budgets and it still looks still looks good. I want to be able yep. to talk about that. I want to get the word out there and get people watching some of these films. Some of my favorite films over the past couple of years, some, some new films that have come out recently are low budget films and they haven't think- got as much you know haven't got as much coverage and i want to be able to give them that i think it's also important to cover the that i think that like what i would want to bring to the table of that one too would be uh independent films or like low budget films that had something but missed the mark and i think it's important to bring that to the attention because sometimes filmmakers get a little too ambitious with their low budget idea and it is a very difficult (laughs) it is a very difficult uh uh feet to pull off so i i do think that that's something that i want to talk and bounce off you guys and see what you think so i think that's good and then you can kind of just dissect the art of it if you want to go one step further as well you dissect how they kind of went about doing these one of my favorite so i didn't go to film school i went to screenwriting school but i think one of the best filmmaking classes that i ever took was watching the director's commentary of al mariachi i don't know if anyone's ever watched that but it's an hour and a half yeah. of Robert Rodriguez telling you how he made El Mariachi for so cheap, and it's yeah. awesome. And I think we can kind of do something similar here where we talk about certain films, how they made it so cheap. I think that's that sort of stuff's really cool and really inspiring. That's Yeah, it. and I think that's it'll it. add some, uh, some depth to our show as well, and so we can bring that to when we watch these really expensive movies on like, wow, the movie X did the same thing practically, but only had the budget of the effect in this movie mm. um mm-hmm. yeah thank you chris that's I awesome like that. that's a good idea do you guys have any final thoughts before we uh head out for the evening no thanks for bringing this movie to the table rob it's always uh it's always a pleasure to talk rambo yeah guys. it is <laughs> well and, and like i said even though i'm not a huge fan of action movies i always say this to my wife if i haven't seen a movie i'm happy to watch it because i just want to discover more movies as much as i can mm-hmm. i don't think i ever would have watched rambo 2 so the fact that it's not in my wheelhouse is the perfect reason why i wanted to watch it because i just want to watch as many movies as i can there you Hell go yeah and you're helping me add do it that, to right? the rolodex yep add it to the uh <laughs> add it to the letterboxed yep. diary <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> awesome well uh, our audience can remember to uh let us know what they felt about rambo first blood part two by leaving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, for this episode, I've been Rob Schulte with Peter Madrigal and Rob Federick, as well as Chris Tyler. It's Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob is hosted by Peter Madrigal, Rob Federick, and Rob Schulte. The podcast is edited by me, Chris Tyler, and produced by Rob Schulte. If you're looking to support this podcast, check out the merch link in the show notes or just leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any suggestions for a movie you'd like us to cover, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Christos Tyler or to Rob at Rob K. Schulte. Thanks, and we'll see you again next week. Bye.